1: Hey, everyone. Austin X was at South by Southwest this year. We actually covered it as press, which was a lot more work and energy than I think either of us thought it was going to be. It was my second time because we don't count the digital year. And last year, we kind of did the whole first-timers impressions. So I feel like an absolute expert now and know every nook and cranny. It was your uh, first time. So give us your first-time impressions.
2: All right. So I was the South by newbie this year. And the first thing that came to mind as we went and and visited the various programs and talked to people was that programming for South by has gotta be just much more complex than anybody outside of that little group has an idea about the fundamental issue is that there's so many different audiences and it's just amazing how the South by team pulls it off year after year. When I looked through this, I saw at least six different audiences. I mean, obviously the general population, folks like you and me. There are folks who are experts or those that are in the field, whether it's healthcare, climate change, whatever. Influencers, you know, the Instagram and Twitter types, the traditional media, the political influencers, and then finally, the companies that are actually there presenting or looking to make deals in the hallway. So you multiply that by the number of different festivals and tracks, and you've got dozens and dozens of cells to try to fit things into so that people think they're getting something out of it. The second thing is that even though it's been 16 years since this actually happened, people still talk about the Twitter moment and the myth seems to be getting bigger and bigger. I'm not sure that I'm ever going to see or we're ever going to see another one of these Twitter moments because South by today seems to be much more of a B2B kind of festival, especially the Interactive Festival. If you think about it, you've got healthcare, which is not really B2C. You've got 2050, which is not really consumer-oriented now kinds of things. I just don't think we're going to be able to replicate that kind of magic. So that's the Twitter moment. Next is the buzzwords that were all over the place there. Last year, when I talked to you, it was all about the metaverse.
1: And blockchain and NFTs. And
2: blockchain and NFTs, but let's forget about those and talk about the Metaverse. We actually went through the Creative Expo. I saw the word Metaverse one time. Now, everybody had, you know, uh, Meta's Oculus headsets running around, but they've all become part of the background. They're not the thing anymore. This year, of course, it was AI. Chat GPT, AI, everybody had an
1: AI spin on what they were doing it was both on the panels it was everywhere and, and this is something that you and i talked about off stage and kind of as we were sitting around i think one of the biggest things and where i think generative ai is clearly not just a buzzword and something real and, and obvious is one it's making money already i mean i think one of the things and i make the, it the exact numbers wrong but you know jasper ai which is you know a uni- a unicorn here I think it was in 2021 and uh if people are listening please give me some room here if I, it, if I get it wrong it was seven people and they were making 30 million arr in october of 2021 so that's real that's creating a product already that people want
2: and that i think is the issue that makes the difference with uh, artificial intelligence and it allows people to do products today when Jasper rolled out their first product, they had just pivoted and became the company. So this was product company at the same time together kind of thing. And yeah, $4 million per employee in annual reoccurring revenue. Not bad. Right. I know a lot of other companies that would enjoy getting that. So South by was an experience. Please don't ask me about all the technical problems we had. I don't want to talk about it, but when everything was said and done, I'm going to give my 2023 best of show award to Worley. Now, we had Worley on the show not too long ago. He stumped you and I, first time ever, I think, we've been stumped in the middle of an interview. Great guy. And this was kind of a weird presentation. He stumbled through it a little bit. He had some problems with it. He was coming to us, you know, via, you know, some, some text messaging saying, Hey, look, some things are happening and I'm not going to be able to meet you guys like I planned. So at the beginning of this, of the, his presentation, he says, you guys got to wait till the end of the presentation. Of course, at the end of the presentation, what did he say? His entire presentation, both the, the script as well as the graphics were written by an AI. So he's here putting his money and his reputation where his mouth is by using an AI to actually re- create the presentation. So that's my 2023 best to show, but more importantly, maybe, or more surprisingly, I am all ready to give today my 2024 best of South by Southwest award a year in advance. And as far as I'm concerned, it's Icon3D. I don't know if everybody was there on Wednesday when they made their presentation, had their party, they 3D printed a beautiful band shell that from a sound point of view is very good. And they had this party outside the long center, but most importantly, they announced their initiative 99 and they're taking a format like the XPRIZE does of saying, here's our moonshot. We want the plans to create a family home for $99,000. Now, if you compare that on a cost per square foot basis, including the land to what it is today in Austin, that's about a fifth, maybe a little bit less than that, of the cost of a current single family home today. So here they are announcing that They're going to do this for the next year. They're going to collect these these ideas and these plans and these systems. They're going to open source the thing, and they're going to announce it all at South by 2024. And to be totally honest, I think they're going to steal the show.
1: Might be a different kind of Twitter moment.
2: Absolutely. I don't know where they're going to build these houses. I don't know what they're going to look like. I don't know if they're gonna be single family, multifamily, duplex, fourplex, whatever, but it's gonna be amazing to watch. And if anybody's interested, go to the ICON website. They've got all the rules there. And if you're an architect or you're, or you're a housing designer, this is the place to go, because this is important.
1: One of the other big things I think that we we did differently this year is, you don't wanna just hear from us, right? We, we covered it, I said, we covered it as a press and so we went and we interviewed a bunch of people we put all those together and so this is kind of an opportunity for us to kind of share them uh, these interviews with you and one of the things we really wanted to see was how austin innovation showed up and the answer to that was in a lot of different ways we had a chance to talk with people in seeing all those different ways so we got a chance to talk with five austin companies that were coming to the conference in in a bunch of different ways so one we had Neuralite, which was an Innovation Award finalist. And I'm going to give a quick spoiler here. They actually won the Health and uh, MedTech Award. We had Gigaroo and Evercase, which were the uh, pitch competitions. Thrive 360, which was exhibiting at the Creative Industry Expos. And finally, Eden Data, which was just work in the hallways, meetups, and events. So, you know, sit back and uh, listen to the uh, interviews we were able to do live on, at South by.
3: Austin
2: Next Live is here at South by Southwest in the Startup Showcase. We're here with Mika Breakstone from NeuroLight. Mika, good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. It's a pleasure. We're glad to be here. You've got a very interesting company. No doubt you've got great big markets. Why don't you tell us a little bit about NeuroLite?
3: Sure. So um, we were founded about two years ago. We raised about uh, $30 million to date. And our mission is to transform the lives of billions of people that suffer from neurodegenerative diseases. We're focused on four indications to begin with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS, and ALS. We currently have uh, four trials running at top clinical centers across the country uh, one of the trials is actually an interventional trial with a pharma company working on ALS. We have publishable results. Uh, what we do is we use standard video cameras, just like the one we are being filmed with. It could be a smartphone or, or a laptop camera, as we'll demo in a bit, to uh, monitor micro-movements of the eyes, which actually give an ocular signature of the, of the brain, showing what neurodegenerative disease this is and how its progression looks like. The biggest issue today with neurodegenerative diseases is that it's very, very difficult or impossible, actually, to measure objectively and sensitively the progression of these diseases. You know, it's really a clinical assessment today. And what we're doing is we're bringing in this novel measure that is both objective and sensitive, and we're hoping to become the new gold standard for neurology.
2: Okay, that's one of the big issues, of course, is objectivity. Yeah. I've seen lots of different companies doing lots of different work in various forms of medicine where they compare their systems to a clinician right and usually the systems work better because they're more they're they're more objective and they produce the same results consistently yep. tell me about how your system is able to go ahead and do
3: that yeah so first maybe I'll answer or I'll tell you about what what happens today the gold standard today is a battery of questions right for parkinsons the scale is called the UPDRS it's a 50 scale question each question gets a score by the physician between zero to four. Uh, one of the questions, believe it or not, is the physician holding the patient, trying to push him over and seeing how much he's resistant, right? And then scoring that at zero to four, like, did he fall? Did he not fall? They don't actually let them fall, right? right. But, um, and then summing up the results and, you know, the result you have is somewhere between zero and 199. That's how much Parkinson's you have. Uh, you can imagine, first of all, it's highly subjective. You'll find an inter-rater variability of about 25%, which means Two different physicians looking at the same patient, same day, will disagree with each other 25% of the time. It's very difficult to develop novel drugs for a condition where what you're measuring is is so variable. So that's kind of where we come in. Uh, and, you know, for us, it's a signature, basically, of eye movements. We look at 106 different ocular parameters, so saccadic, anti-saccadic movement, pupil dilation, blinking rate, et cetera, et cetera. And what we're able to do is put together this ocular signature. Think of the eyes as a, literally an electrode that is already implanted in the brain. So not, no need to go through the cranium with EEG. We're literally showing the reactions of the brain in real time to external stimuli, and are able to put together this signature, which is entirely objective, very, very low friction. This can be done on any webcam or on any smartphone camera uh, within minutes and can be repeated in any in any environment to get a, a real-time status of the brain and of uh, the deterioration or the, the progression of the neurological disorder.
2: I have to tell you, I have some experience with the existing test technology. I watched my father take it one of the questions they asked him was how to drive from one place to another. He was not able to answer. Very simple reason, he had never learned to drive. (laughs)
3: So that's the kind of subjectivity that comes into these things because if you don't have experience in that exact situation. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and the stories that you hear are terrible. It's also about progression, it's also about the diagnosis itself. Some of these diseases look very similar early on, so Parkinson's will look very similar to a host of other diseases like uh, uh, PSP and MSA and uh, cerebral ataxia and essential tremor. All of these Parkinsonisms look very similar early on with very similar symptoms, but they have entirely different etiologies, entirely different pathophysiologies. They will be not responding to the same type of dopaminergic drugs, so out of 1,000 patients going into a cohort of a 1,000 patients going into a clinical trial for Parkinson's, you're going to have 250 that won't actually be reacting to the drug no matter what because they suffer from a different underlying disease. Yeah. yeah so let me ask you a
2: question. Sure. I had a chance to take the, the abbreviated demo. Interesting yeah. stuff. And I assume that as the patient-doctor relationship goes forward, that test is going to be given over and over as the patient progresses 100%. one way or another. Right. Now,
3: is this going to end up being something that you're selling the software? Are you going to sell the units? How do you do this? It's a great question. So at the beginning, we're selling into pharma companies. We're selling our platform in order to create these strategic partnerships to allow them to actually build and design better, more successful clinical trials uh, for um, CNS diseases. As we gain more and more traction with FDA and hopefully at the end also uh, end up being granted regulatory approval, we will obviously be selling the software to physicians, hopefully once it's reimbursable, right? Gain this with some reimbursable status and position ourselves as truly the novel, the new gold standard for these diseases and, you know, to deploy in every uh, clinician's office, Uh, So a neurologist, later on GPs, and later on even people from their homes using this to monitor their brain health regularly.
2: Okay, this is not your first rodeo.
3: No, it's not.
2: You've sold a couple of companies before. This is your third or fourth startup. Yeah. You're here at South by Southwest. Yeah. How has that been as an experience in the startup space coming here and displaying at South by Southwest? There's only an audience of uh, 300,000 people here.
3: <laughs> it's funny that you asked. So my previous company, I sold my previous company for a published $575 million. Uh, me and my wife were the largest common shareholders of family office or what have you. So really great outcome. And then we were looking to decide kind of what we want to do next with my life. For me personally, you know, both my grandparents died of dementia, Alzheimer. Uh, so the great calling for me personally uh, but you asked about South by Southwest. So in my previous company, Chorus AI, I was all about these kinds of uh, exhibitions, right? You know, showing in, in kind of the more SAS kind of or sassy kind of. Uh, this is um, a non-standard for a healthcare to do, but we were, were, nominate, we were nominated and uh, made it to finalists here. So we thought it was a good opportunity to tell our story and bring our story, you know, uh, more to the forefront, CNS doesn't always get as much exposure as it should, given that it's literally the number one cause of disability in the world, with over a billion people suffering from some sort of neurodegenerative diseases. But it's supposed more invisible. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah, and yeah. A hundred percent, and it's older people usually, so it's a you know it doesn't get the exposure that 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 it should. Uh, also, because as of today, there are really not many uh, disease-modifying treatments out there, which is exactly our mission, to enable this new generation of disease-modifying treatments. So we w- when we were invited here, I'm based in Austin, so it's, uh, you know, my hometown. I love it. So we flew out our chief innovation officer, who was previously a global head of innovate, innovative R&D for Teva Pharmaceuticals and the head of our business development strategy, um, and we, you know... We made a field day out of it and we're enjoying it a lot especially right. taking uh calls like this here you go
1: we're here with adir Oren austin's own from gigaroo and a south by southwest finalist in the pitch competition adir good morning how's it going everything is great so tell me about the pitch competition
4: so we're in a finalist in the future of work tomorrow there's lots of excitement we're doing lots of rehearsal and we're here to come to take the first place all right so what is gigaroo Gigger is a social gig app that matches Gen Z employees with employers. We're running here in Austin our app in the last couple of weeks. We have an amazing traction, user engagement. We've done lots of staffing to iconic brands here in Austin, like Amy's Ice Cream, Ziteas. Everything is going great. To so talk to me a little bit about how the matching actually occurs and who are your target uh, employers? Great question. So first of all, we need to understand our audience. We ask them questions like, how much money would you like to earn? What is your preferred shift length? What is the availability? And only then we match them with the right position. And currently we're targeting the SMB market from location from five to twenty. And this is what we're currently targeting. So how, you see the last few weeks is when you guys have launched, how's it been going so far? Amazing, absolutely amazing. We have lots of traction, over seven hundred users in the last ten weeks, which is unbelievable. And so far we're all blessed. That's fantastic. So so far at South by, how are things going? Amazing. We've met lots of investors. Uh, we hope to achieve more meetings with them. And uh, there's amazing tracks, amazing sessions. And so far everything is fantastic. Well, we're really rooting and we're on Austin to bring home the golden pitch competition. So good luck. Thank you very much. See you. Great. We continue to be live.
2: Austin next is at South by Southwest. And now I'm with Paul Levins. Paul, good afternoon. Hi, how are you, Michael? Very good. Tell me about your company. So Evercase keeps food at freezing
5: temperatures without any ice forming. So you know that puddle you get when you thaw food, right? You just put your steak on the plate and thaw it and you get that little puddle. That's all the goodness leaching because the freezing crystals have punctured the cells. And so we keep food fresh at freezing temperatures so you don't throw it out. I love it.
2: How long you been going? What's where are you guys now? So you we've been say? going for
5: about a year and a half. We're based here in Austin. Although from my accent, you can hear I'm Australian. So I've come all the way across to Australia to pitch. Uh, and uh, we, we wait,
2: wait, 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 wait! Don't you know it's South by Sydney in October?
5: <laughs> I do, and we're we're so excited about that possibility, about that happening. It's going to be so so brilliant. And uh, just expect all three hundred thousand people who are here to come down
2: to Sydney. Hey, I'd love to make it. That'd be yeah, great.
5: Awesome. So tell me where you guys are now. So we've been running for about a year and a half Uh, it's the subject of nine years of research out of the university of hawaii we've had usda grants Uh, we uh, we have got a whole lot of uh, ndas with companies that produce appliances and also do shelf life extension so uh, food producers that want to try and reduce preservatives and increase their shelf life and uh, we think it's going to make a massive improvement to the sort of food waste that we presently up with which is like 30 percent of everything we produce we chuck out right it's appalling and it's obscene we've got
2: to do something obscene indeed So, okay you guys are one of the finalists for the south by southwest pitch competition how does that feel
5: yeah amazing i mean just getting here is fantastic and the eyes that are on you as a result of south by southwest are just incredible and so uh we feel like we've already won but uh so if nothing happens we don't win the category well, we're still winners. So, how many people do you think are going to show up when you're pitching? Well, I hope just my family, but uh, <laughs> but no, I think it's probably about four, five hundred people show up to the pitch itself. So uh, that in itself it feels like three hundred thousand people when you're pitching. I know right? but that's got to be so
2: different to pitch in front of that size group. Hundred yeah. yeah, percent. Yeah.
5: No, it's uh, but it'll be exciting,
2: and we're looking forward to it. So great, Paul. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, Michael. Thank here. you. Austin next live here at South by Southwest. We're in the conference center actually talking to the creatives here. We have Christy Lamka from Thrive 360. How are you this morning?
0: I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Tell me
2: a little bit about Thrive 360.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Thrive 360 is kind of like a Netflix for mental health and self care. So we essentially recreated and enhanced the in-office experience with practicing doctors and therapists in both 2D and in virtual reality. Okay.
2: So your business model goes through existing therapists?
0: Um, Not necessarily. So the content on the platform is all from practicing doctors and therapists. We're currently selling B2B to organizations as an employee development, um, employee benefits platform. Um, And actually at South by Southwest, we're launching our consumer platform as well so that consumers at home can try it out and get some relief in 15 minutes or less.
2: Anything to keep the talent pool going and making them (laughs) able to go ahead and work those long hours. (laughs)
0: Well, we're all about self-care, so maybe there not maybe that's not the end goal. But
2: yeah. So tell me why South by Southwest.
0: Yeah, so I mean, we're an Austin based company. So South by Southwest is an obvious thing for us. We've we've been around for, for quite a few years now and we've been really looking forward to having an opportunity to showcase here at South by and our consumer release was just a great um a great option for us to. Timing being to everything, yeah, of course. The perfect timing for us. Good. So, yeah.
2: And how's the reception been at South by?
0: Um, you know, it's been okay. Luckily, our, our headsets here don't require any Wi-Fi or anything. So, you know, it's, we've been, we've been very busy this whole time and people have been, been in and out doing VR sessions and we've got a lot of, of great feedback from that. So it's Good. been, it's been well received, I think. Terrific. Yeah.
2: Tell me about where the company is now. You're just launching the consumer platform. You've got a yeah. B2B platform. Yeah. How many clients are you working with now and how many yeah. people are using your product?
0: Yeah. So, right now we have around 13 paying clients in a lot of different industries. So, some clients include the US Department of Education, um, Ascension Health System, Mercedes Benz, um, our, few, our few clients of ours. And um, we, we, for their employees. So today we're doing the B2C and hopefully we'll get some consumers on the platform today too.
2: So terrific. Your B2C platform, you're selling software, you're selling hardware, you're selling combination. What are you doing? We
0: don't do hardware. So we're just the subscription service. So people can, can download the app today and they can try it a week for free and then hopefully get a subscription where you can have access to to one more streaming
2: service for you to have. Exactly. But this
0: one's good for your mental health at least. I need that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Terrific. Hey, I appreciate it. Good luck here at South By, and Thank thanks you. so much.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: So Austin X is still here at South By. Taylor, another Austin company, Eden Data. First, Taylor, tell us about what is Eden Data.
6: Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Uh, Eden Data is a cybersecurity company geared towards startups and scale-ups. We provide security and compliance expertise on subscription. Uh, we say, if you're a startup looking to grow fast, you need your certifications, you need your... Data privacy in place, uh, let us handle it for you. Um, And uh, yeah, we're based here in Austin, Um, teams all over the US, but uh, Austinite myself. So South by has a
1: near and dear place in my heart. So we've seen companies here at the pitch competition, we've seen companies at panels, we've seen other Austin companies at the Creative Expo. Eden Data is not at any of those. You're one of the companies and people here kind of wandering the halls, being part of it. What is it that you're hoping to get out of kind of being here at South by?
6: Oh, that's such a good perspective. So yes, Eden Data is one of the the lurkers. Um, So I have been spending a lot of my time in the informal events. So a lot of founder events, a lot of things happening outside of the expo itself. A lot of just informal networking is happening behind the scenes. And you don't even have to be an an official badge holder for South by to experience those for a company that sells into startups. That is far and above where I'm getting the most value. Um, So been a part of a lot of cool founder dinners, founder parties, um, going to a smart chicken coop uh, event later on today to talk to some prospects. So pretty cool to see where you can pick and choose where you meet with people, where you interact, where you
1: build relationships. And what are you seeing in terms of how much of those kind of events is Austin and how much of people kind of from outside of the ecosystem showing up there? Okay. I have a
6: two-pronged answer to this because it feels like everybody I've talked to like moved to Austin in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people that technically live in Austin now, um, but most of the startups we're interacting with are not based here. So we've actually been pitching our services to customers or prospects all over the world. We've got people in, uh, it seems like every country at this point that I've talked to, that's a that's a broad stroke statement, but uh, it's been pretty cool to see how diverse the crowd is and then how they're finding out about these events and how they're ending up in these, these random uh, little uh, houses and, and, uh, parter, parties and dinners and whatnot.
1: So interesting. We've talked a lot about the kind of international contingent coming. You say so you're seeing them everywhere. What are the other kind of observations that you're seeing at all these kind of X, uh, X South by events, kind of the unofficial pieces that are coming around. What, what are you seeing?
6: So seeing a lot of founders similar to myself that are going out and hustling informally and going and meeting people and are just, they've devoted an entire week of their time to just walk around and see who they can meet and who they can strike conversations up with. That's one big observation. Um, I think the other thing that I am seeing is that there's actually quite a bit of folks that work at startups that are not necessarily founders themselves that are at all stages startups in terms of size and trajectory from all over the world. And that's been pretty cool to see that you have these employees and and founders and, and VCs and and th- folks that are either indirectly or, or directly involved in, in startups out here networking, out here building relationships um, and
1: seeing value from this. So this is only my second South by, you, you know, you've been here a lot longer, does yes. it feel like it's back to normal? Does it feel the same? Where do you, where's your sense of it? So
6: someone told me that this South by has more people than ever. And I, I, it doesn't seem that way when I'm out there, it seems like it's a little bit lackluster in terms of the size of the crowds. I wonder how much SVB played a part in that. A lot of uh, founders pulled out uh, last second, a lot of people stressing over the weekend. We'll see if the energy picks up a little bit. But surprisingly, it seems like it's been less hectic. I also think that South by has gotten a little better at organizing and orchestrating where they have events and and how they're structured around town.
1: As somebody who's kind of hustling and trying to sell into startups in the space, have you really seen a kind of pre and post? Sunday afternoon when kind of that the announcement of an SVP and the all the depositor insured like people kind of given that sigh of relief and kind of the atmosphere come back or is it kind of hanging over? The The vibe that I'm getting is that people are back to
6: business. Um, I went to a bunch of things on Friday and it was it seemed like a slew of people just wanted to drink and you know cry and uh, and the experience was like it, it was a weird interaction with select individuals and then I went to a couple parties where the, the mood was down, except now Sunday afternoon, I was at an event and then I've been at things uh, yesterday and today. And it definitely seems like people are more motivated. They're back in business. They're not stressing as much. They know they're gonna get their money now. So they know can, they can make payroll uh, and they can get back to focusing on South by.
1: So kind of to wrap it up here, what's your kind of biggest takeaway so far? We're kind of getting towards the end of, uh, of it so far. What's, what's the biggest thing coming out of South by?
6: I am loving how many friggin' startups, how many cool ideas there are out in the world. I say it every year, but I feel like, especially now, it just seems like post COVID world, it is easier than ever to start a business. There are so many people that are small, scrappy teams that are out there changing the world. We've seen just amazing pitches, we've heard amazing business ideas. Um, and that has been just a really cool experience for me. It's certainly motivating for me to see how many people are in the startup space and, and are working to build something great for the world.
1: Taylor from Eden Dayton, thanks for joining us.
6: Thanks for having me. You guys, I love y'all and I appreciate the platform. Thanks for, uh, thanks for allowing me to be a part of it.
1: We also had a chance to catch up with J&J, who was the title sponsor of the Health and MedTech track. On a previous episode right before South By, I spoke with Stacey Feld and Melinda Richter to talk about what they were expecting with South By, why they were sponsoring the show and what they were seeing in innovation coming up. In this conversation, I spoke directly with Stacy about what she was seeing at the show, what she saw at this pitch competition, and why she'd been going for the last 12 years. Austin X is here at the J&J Interactive Lounge at South By with Stacey Feld, the Regional Head of Innovation for J&J. Stacey, welcome.
7: Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: Now, this is a follow-up, we had you on the podcast. I'm really excited to see. How's it been going so far?
7: Well, it's always exciting to come back to South By. There's been a tremendous, tremendous Energy this year. I think people are really excited to be back. The last couple days, I have participated in South by South um, Pitch, the health, food, and nutrition pitch competition, and really exciting to see the breadth and diversity of entrepreneurs tackling exciting challenges. Everything from fertility to cognitive health diagnosis and detection. So you know, I think it's a reinforcement of just South by South focus on big, big, you know, world problems, and especially in the health space, you know, big diseases and tackling significant health challenges.
1: So one of the things we talked about on the podcast was the expansion of the health arena. When you're looking at those pitches, when you talk about food and fertility and medical device, how are you able to measure them against each other when they look so different, have different markets, have different business models?
7: yeah so we, you know, I think that pitch pitch competition in particular looks at a, a number of different criteria. the the goodness of the world. you know we we have our credo looking at the contributions that are made to patients, to providers, to the communities. So looking at the goodness and the opportunity to have potential in the market, what traction, the team's expertise, so it's I, I think there is a baseline as, you know, an investor and, a, and an evaluator of partnerships to be able to look across multiple different markets and assess a, a, a company's potential.
1: So obviously you can't tell us who's the winner or anything, but any kind of big things standing out in terms of what you've seen so far? Any big ideas that kind of popped up that you guys didn't know kind of coming in?
7: Certainly coming in, we knew there was going to be a really big focus on artificial intelligence and chatbots and the continued focus on technology enabling better solutions in healthcare. I think that has uh, continued. I think what is maybe newer in terms of the dialogue are questions about health literacy, trust how AI is going to be applied in an equitable way to make sure that it's representative of diverse populations. So really robust discussions on those topics as well.
1: So obviously, chat, GPT, DALI, all those exploded into the consumer space just in the last six months, year, we're all using it. How far out are you, do you think, actually see it used on a day-to-day basis in the healthcare arena?
7: So I think what's going to be really important, especially as we think about what success looks like, is that those technologies are applied to the most impactful solutions. You know, it sort of goes back to the fundamentals of what's like the killer app? What's the right use case to really demonstrate the value and the impact in healthcare.
4: So
1: we're here in the interactive lounge. Talk to me what kind of stuff you have here.
7: Well, it's worth pausing in terms of you know another aspect of South by and, and what's different. This is my 11th South by, and this is the first time that J and J has made a big push, and we're a title sponsor of the Health and Meg Tech Track. So having this interactive interactive lounge and opportunities to engage with the technology that we're bringing to market to accelerate health healthcare solutions and to engage with entrepreneurs and partners and to hear about you know what they're excited about and just continue the exchange of ideas. I think is, is tremendous. Um, earlier this morning, we had a talk on different um, technologies and approaches to evaluating brain health and um, tackling mental health conditions. So again, a way to bring people together in a smaller space um, and create some buzz and excitement, and to highlight you know the, the commitment that J and J has to partner externally and to bring solutions to market that are tackling really significant challenges and doing so by using technologies to accelerate solutions.
1: I know we can definitely say there was a uh, a buzz around here as we were coming up. The line to get in was down the... All down the escalator, so people definitely wanted to see what you guys had to offer.
7: Yeah, no, it's really exciting. I actually thought that there was a talk going on, and it was the line queuing for for the talk, and it was it was really exciting to see that they were uh, waiting. everyone's waiting to come in, and you know, here I'm looking across, and you know, we have the robot, we have VR, we have um, a lot of different anecdotes going on with, with with technologies that that are coming to market. So lots to be excited about, and it's really just. Uh, the tip of the spear in terms of how, how we're using technology and how we're collaborating with innovators um, to bring healthcare solutions to market.
1: We talked a lot about kind of on the podcast how J&J is kind of looking at Texas and Austin with J-Labs down in Houston, but that being kind of more the tip of the spear than just being there. South by being here in Austin and growing, we've had a few companies on both in the healthcare space and kind of the convergence-based AI and healthcare. How does the South by experience kind of furthering for you that narrative of Austin kind of growing as a bio tech bio hub?
7: Yeah, well, I guess there's two aspects to it. I think it further reinforces the fact that Austin is such a um vibrant place to be an entrepreneur to um, set up a company, to be able to tap into the resources and the energy and the convergent markets of tech and healthcare, which are, you know, what I particularly am excited about. But I also think that South by itself continues to be a place on the, the global innovation stage that people come to, you know, as an example I gave a talk uh, yesterday on a panel about how the home health hub is really emerging and care models are going you know, outside of the traditional into more virtual and remote areas, whether it's the home, workplace, places of worship, schools, and a few people came up to me after the, conf- the, the talk. And said that, you know, one was international, come into town to really understand, you know, the health landscape. So this festival of, you know, ideas continues to be a place on the global stage that people come to. They want to tap in. They want to hear the the dialogue. And um, I think that's really exciting. Exciting for Austin, but exciting for all of the, the industries that are represented here.
1: Yeah, I think it is this convergence of industries. And I think one of the big things when we talk to Hugh and others, it's always about the creatives, right? And we see this kind of art and music. Had a chance to breathe for two seconds and see anything kind of cool on that side?
7: So I always make a commitment to go to at least one movie. um, And I have a couple picked out tonight. I have a bunch of different receptions. so I haven't quite nailed and I, I, I didn't get my express pass in time. So I might be waiting on a line, but it's, I mean, it's really, really exciting to be able to bring all that together. And, and I, I won't be able to stay for the music, but I know that's a, that's an exciting element.
1: Well, Stacy, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for talking to us again. And uh, thanks to J and J for being part of South by.
7: Thank you. It's great to be here.
2: So if you set everything aside and try to figure out the one takeaway from this, It's that Austin Innovation shows up at South By in the way that makes sense for each individual company, whether it's Neuralight or Thrive 360, Eden Data working the side, uh, events around it, or J&J sponsoring it. Every one of these companies had different expectations and they all could be met by South By. So that's a wrap on our coverage of South By Southwest 2023. Congrats to the winners and well done to the South by team.
1: So what's next, Austin? We're glad you've joined us on this journey. Please subscribe at your favorite podcast catcher. Leave us a review and let your colleagues know about us. This will help us grow the podcast and continue bringing you unique interviews and insights. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.